Thank you guys. Woman facing. Because she's got to move a few things. Midsummer Maniacs. Yeah, Midsummer. Midsummer Maniacs is a comedy, comedy recap, recap podcast. podcast dedicated to the <laughs> ITV series Midsummer Murders. Each week, we go through an episode of the show, including the murders, the mayhem, and the loonies, and everything else we love. This week, episode four of season 23. Dress to Kill. Oh, it's got Michael Caine. It's so good. It has weird... No, 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 oh. no, no. This is the Midsummer version of oh. Dress to Kill. Okay. <laughs> Not the movie. That, well, that movie had an abnormal effect on my young boy sexuality. Do you know where... You know where okay, let's not talk about that. Anyway, do you know where Dress to Kill comes from? No, I have no idea where Dress to Kill comes from. Well, according to the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, excellent. the first use of Dress to Kill was in 1818, and it was John Keats. Oh, Keats. Yeah. Cool. Warning, this is a spoiler podcast, so we're going to tell you who the killer is right away. And in fact, this week, we're going to tell you where we knew who the killer was. And if you let your kids go to drag shows, they should be able to listen to the podcast. Absolutely. I love let, this. I really let, like this episode. Again, we need to get this out of the way at the top. We're not discussing drag. We're not discussing wokeness. We're not discussing any of that. We think this is a fantastic episode and is awesome that Midsummer did it. Yep. If you didn't like it, don't listen, because yep. we're very pro this episode, yep. as we are with all Midsummer episodes. Before we begin, we just had a comment on YouTube I want to point out from Nocturnal Druid, who has to be one of our longest listeners. Yes. Who mentioned last week we covered festivals, Midsummer festivals, mm-hmm. and, and fertility festivals, and things like that, and he, and he has a hilarious comment on YouTube. Very well informed, too. Yes. About the inaccuracies of some of the imagery related to the Midsummer Eve festival. He is a well-informed nocturnal druid. Absolutely. So if you want to know more facts about that, please do go read that comment on last week's episode. While you're at YouTube. Subscribe, it please. It takes some time to Because we are literally a car full of people away from a thousand. <laughs> okay, we are in Elverton come latterly. Yes. I have no idea what that means. That is the weirdest name. And did you notice outside of the pub? The, first of all, the pub is way off the road. It's a weird pub. It's at like a dead end, it yeah. looks like. And there's a sign that says Am's Hill Room. Yeah. So they have a function room that has yeah. an outside door. Yeah. Right? Then they have the pub, which is the King's Arms. Yep. Then they have an inn, too, because they've got rooms for rent upstairs. And a theater. Yeah, in like a club. And a kitchen. There's a lot in there. Yeah, it's a big building. It is. A, it's a, a nice building. It is. But I could not find an Alms Hill room anywhere in the UK. I have it as Amshell. Mm, maybe I spelled it wrong. Yeah, anyway. Lois pulls up and she's grumpy. Oh, man, that's Lois's only job is yep. to be grumpy. She's angry at the drag queen extravaganza. She also runs the world's smallest dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how she, I don't think I could do our laundry in that place. Never mind, run a business doing laundry in that place. I don't Certainly think there's not. a washer and dryer in it. No. Nope. 
No. Maybe she's just grumpy because, like, my drink cleaner is so small. <laughs> and it's called Sud Zaps and Zips. Yes. She's also regretting the name of her business, yeah, too. She that is would make you grumpy. Absolutely regretting that. She is from the Domino faction. Yes. So this is drag queens versus dominoes. Yes. Did you do any looking into the world of dominoes? Not very much. It's kind of hard because of the pizza chain. Yeah. And because a lot of the mentions of dominoes are about people who line dominoes up and topple them. Yes. Not playing competitive domino games. Well, I looked into competitive domino playing. And the world championship, which was held last in 2021 in Vegas at the Circa Hotel. Wow. And boy, does this look like a fun event. Are you being sarcastic? or No, no? it is like World Series of Poker, but with dominoes. Wow. I'm going to post a video online. It, I, I watched that video and I said, I might want to go to Vegas and watch some domino players. <laughs> I didn't know they originated in China. Yep. And I didn't know that you call a set of dominoes a deck. Yep. Call them a deck. And there are like world known famous players of this. And what I like about this, like World Series of Poker, is I think I saw a bunch of people on stage and either half or close to half were women. In a way, it's a diverse sporting event-ish type thing. That's good. Yeah. So Malik and Evelyn are rehearsing their routine and Lois comes in for the sole purpose of whinging at them. I don't like you guys. Woman facing. Because she's got to move a few things. Yes. Oh no. I had to move a boa and a dress. Uh. (laughs) Like you just know in Midsummer, if you are that grumpy person who storms in and ruins somebody else's fun, you're about to die. Yeah, That's really, just how it is. Really. It's a it's a rule of life. It, yeah. Don't be that grumpy person. Don't be that person. Because no. you will get murdered if you're in Midsummer. I'll tell you who's not a, a grumpy person is Nigel. I love Nigel. Yes. I even love his mother, Narinda. Nigel is fantastic in this episode. He is played. By Nigel Lindsay. By so Nigel. So it was easy to remember his Nigel. name. Nigel. Who has been in everything. Including season six, episode three, Painted in Blood, where he plays a dirty DS. Yes. I remember that episode. And he's been in the bill. That's a... (laughs) (laughs) That's a little... If you uh, listen to the survey, listener survey results episode, you get that joke. Yep. There's a little joke for you. (laughs) Yeah. Lois... The power in this building is a plot device. Yeah. It goes out... at convenient times. The the lights and the power in this episode and the outside all have problems. There's a lot of day for night here. Yeah, where they film during the day and then they apply some kind of filter to make yeah. it look darker than it is, yeah. but it doesn't, it's not really convincing. Yeah. So the power being out is the only reason why we can accept the fact that the kitchen is so darn dark when Lois goes in there. Like, it is dark except for the bug zapper in the corner that just keeps going off I, I have a note that says why is the kitchen sparking yeah it's bad and why is there no one in there if it's yeah. a pub they would do meals you'd okay. think that they would want to do food service before the events for the evening one crazy woman gill i mean jill <laughs> gajill Runs the whole place. Runs the entire place while 
keeping her son hostage. hostage. I'm also going to say, I know you did the kind of like little disclaimer about the drag thing. Um, I'm also going to do a little disclaimer that the way Jill behaves to her son is not Munchausen by proxy. No, it's not. It's just terrible. She's selfish, greedy, self-centered, and a horrible parent. All of those things. She is not mentally ill. Nope. In that way. She might be mentally ill in other ways, but not in that way. But I I love also, there's very few things I like about uh, Gajil um, (laughs) and Rocco. Why did you name your child Rocco? He is the least Rocco Rocco (laughs) ever. Yes, he is. Anyway, the actress is deaf. Yes. And they do not make a single mention of it. And I love that fact. Her name is Sophie Stone. And she's been in a previous Midsummer season 15, episode five, The Sicilian Defense, where she played a lip reading translator. Yes. She she read lips on a CCTV recording. But in this, she's a deaf woman and that's not even mentioned. And I think that's fantastic. Though she is the most horrible person on earth. Yeah, the character is very, very bad. Yes. Oh, we have to talk about my revelation about how horrible she is. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. So oh. Lois gets killed right off the bat in Whammo. the kitchen. Whammo with a shoe. Do you think you could actually kill somebody with a stiletto? That's not how she dies. She no, dies like, by asphyxiation from a corset, which is... Kind of unlikely, too. Yes. Do you think it would knock you out getting hit? I think if you hit the person in the right place with the right force, a stiletto could do a lot of damage. Well, like she there's reads a, a lot of books that kill her. There's a gap in your skull at your temple yeah. that if you get hit there with something with that much force, and do not underestimate the force you can get from a well-made shoe. I do agree. But these are like shoes that have been lost and found for a few months, size nine. That doesn't mean that they're cheap. No. Right? If they're well-made stilettos, that heel is really reinforced so that it doesn't break off or fall over when you're walking on them. Yep. Yeah, I think you could hurt somebody with it. Nigel here says that he played Hamlet. That's one. That's one. The watch like a maniac. That's one role. So when... When Lois goes in the kitchen, she sees a feather boa, mm-hmm. right? Oh, those drag queens. <laughs> and she looks up and she says, do you never give up? Actions always have consequences. Yeah. She says that to the killer, who is Olive, by the way, yeah. dastardly Dickie's wife. Yes. Shakespeare reader wants to put on Romeo and Juliet with Nigel. Otherwise known as just smiling happy lady in the village. Yes. What is she talking about? I don't know. Maybe Romeo and Juliet, but that it seems glued on. Like, I thought maybe Lois was referring to some infidelity, but Lois is supposed to have had an affair with Jill's husband, right? Yeah. So what actions did, uh, did Olivia take? I don't know. That should have consequences. Maybe we'll figure it out as we go. I couldn't figure it out. I'll tell you one thing that is impossible to figure out, which is Rocco in his room. Yeah. It's like, here are some flyers. Tape them up. I'm really into soccer, martial arts, and tennis, and space holidays. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of a room that has kind of had stuff tacked on as a kid has gotten older, but nothing has been taken out. Yes. So like his childhood posters are there with his teenage posters. How old do you think Rocco is supposed to be? He's 16. He says so. Ah, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Because I'm I thinking. missed it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we know why you missed it the first time. We'll get there. So I thought the actor 
Yes. You'll laugh at how I figured out how old the actor is. The actor is 20 when he's yes. filming this. And the reason I know that is because his name is uh, Baxter Westby. Okay. And Baxter hasn't had a lot of acting gigs, no, professional I don't, acting I don't gigs. Think so. Um, he had some childhood acting gigs. Okay. So he has an IMDb page and everything, but it doesn't say how old he is, right? Because when I don't know how old a character is supposed to be, I just assume that they're probably the, the age of the actor. Roughly. Right? So I, f- <laughs> I found an announcement on a, a private boarding school's newsletter about Baxter winning an award when he was 11. We are such nerds. And that was in 20. 20- <laughs> we are maniacs. And that was in 2013. So now you So know. I went backwards and I'm like, ah, Baxter's 20 years old, 21 years go. old when he's filming this. So he is an adult and she shouldn't be able to keep him hostage or make decisions for him. But if he's supposed to be 16. Supposed to be. He says he's 16. He also has a crossover from the first episode of this season. The robot. Yeah. It's only in like two frames. It's on a poster in his room. The robot from one of the movie posters. The apocalyptic movie posters. From season one, uh, from episode one of this series uh, appear in his room. He's got uh, pills. He's got fruit. He's got water. He has a container of strangely yellow liquid that I don't want to think too much about. I'm going to say it's iron brew without a label. Okay. That's that's what I'm going with. That's what we're going with. There's a surprising amount of decent modern art in his room. But also some botanical prints like a like a B&B room would have. Yes, and a strange American flag that has no stripes. It's kind of inverted. Sort yeah, of. it's weirdly inverted, which was one of the watch like a maniacs thing. And a pair of Beats headphones. Yeah, because, you know, when you're locked in your room all day, you should at least have good headphones. Yeah, exactly. I just feel so sorry for him all the time. Yeah, but I feel sorry for him, but he's so unbelievably whiny, too. Well, wouldn't you be if you were 16 and your mom reversed the doorknob on your room to lock you in all the time? The doors don't Where work Where does like- he pee? <laughs> I don't know. Well... He doesn't have an ensuite that we no, can see. Does he have to hold it while his mom's working? It's I, like, gosh. She has to do everything in the pub. I hadn't thought about that. Oh. He doesn't even have a bathroom. When the cops come to look at the body, yes. Fleur reveals yet another awesome thing about her. Because Fleur's awesome. That she was once half of a drag act. Yes. Ava Hartburn. Yes, Ava Hartburn <laughs> with the chief healthcare administrator for Scotland. Morgan Donor. <laughs> Would you like to know who the chief medical officer for Scotland. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not Morgan Donor. No, it's a woman named Carolyn Lamb. She is the chief executive of NHS Scotland and the director general of Scottish Government Health and Social Care Directorates, which I think is awesome. She's a young woman. But she's, she's not doing drag. No. Well, she may do drag. Well, I think I, that I, it would be know. fantastic if she did, but she is not Colin. So supposedly... Rocco has leukemia, and the drag show is a fundraiser so that he can go to Florida for Florida, special treatment. Florida, the exotic locale. Florida. Of- <laughs> Florida. For special leukemia treatment. So they're raising money for him. Yeah. Though he's barely even allowed to go to the show. And then we're introduced to the dents. Mm-hmm. Dickie and his killer wife. Olivia. Dickie gets on my nerves from the first moment we see him 
to the end of the episode. I'm sure that Ace Bataille is a very nice man, but he plays this character because we've seen him in other shows with this character perfectly. Yes. He was in season 15, episode three, Written in the Stars. Yes, he was. He played an arrogant astronomer who was having an affair. It's, it's, I know, it's a reach, isn't it? I'm sure he's a very nice man as a human being, but he I plays love- this character perfectly. And the fact that he takes Dickie on as a moniker yeah. and wears it proudly, he puts it on his side. When they call him Richard, he says, I prefer Dickie. I prefer Dickie. And kind of looks at the camera and smirks. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Get it? I love when they're checking his alibi and they say, he says that he was out running and they ask Olivia, is is that accurate? And she says, well, he came back hot and sweaty. Yeah. (laughs) Like she knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. She knows exactly what's going on. And they, she even kind of scares him by saying, I know where you were last night. And he's like, what do you do? Out riding she, your bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> but she's also like judgy on her hobbies. And I got to say, I'm a little, uh, little sensitive about that because I have like really weird hobbies. And I get Sarah supports my hobbies 100%. Absolutely. But I get like nervous about spending money or time on my hobbies because they're kind of my thing. Mm. And so I really didn't like that. It kind of triggered me a lot. Oh, you bit. got a bicycle. You yeah. riding your bicycle. You went running. <laughs> <laughs> then we have another scene with Nigel in the bar, which is fantastic. Nigel it's is just fun. Feds. Yeah, he's just fun. So, he quotes Shakespeare a little bit too much. So I learned something here. Mm. Uh So on the taps is a new fake brewery, which is the Red Admiral Brewery, which is nothing to do with seafaring bosses. No, it's butterflies. It's butterflies. It's a beautiful uh, label. Mm -hmm. And if you watch closely, you can see how they're connected to the taps. Like zip ties, aren't they? No, it's like a little plastic thing that you push onto it. Like a clip? It's like a clip. I think that's actually how they are attached to them. I so want one of these <laughs> so badly. I Listen don't up, have designers, taps. whoever made it. Yeah. I don't have taps. I don't have brew taps of any kind, but I really, like that Red Admiral one is so beautifully designed. It is. It's very well done. So with... Nigel here is Ophelia Crotchet, which is the stage name of Malik Payne. Of Malik Payne, mm-hmm. which is also another great name. Yes. And with that is uh, her roommate, which is Flirty McFlirty Pants. Evelyn. Yes. Played by Tessie Orange Turner. And I love what I love is. We how- say, I love that. I love this. I yep. love that so much. What is great is how Nigel says, this is a gay man, this is a cisgendered woman, and I'm whatever I am. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that. Well, and Nigel was apparently a big actor, Mm -hmm. but was kicked, literally banned from the West End. Like, what did he do? Like, there's a group that says, Nigel, you're no longer allowed in the West End. This entire end of London rejects you. Yes. I'm guessing maybe it was some drinking, maybe. Mother needs a pint. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
may be the best line of the show. She gets shirty if I don't get it to her when she wants it. When Narenda shows up. I want, a, I want a Nigel and Narenda show. Yes. Though somebody on IMDb already did the math for us. The actors are only 15 years apart. Yeah. They don't quite fool me no. as mother and son. I mean, if if they were husband and wife, I could believe it. I would buy it yeah. age-wise. Um, but that setting that aside, they have an awesome relationship. They do. It's like, that's my boy. <laughs> and she plays kind of like, I'm a red herring for a little bit, but no. And she's not. She's played by Nicola McAuliffe. Yes. Who has been acting for a while. Yes. But my favorite role from all of the roles that she's played. Okay. Uh, she was in Tomorrow Never Dies, which mm. is a Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movie. I've seen it. Do you want to guess what role she played? Just a, like a, a rough kind of kind of role that she played? Um, No idea. She plays the voice of his car. Oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Which I can completely buy her doing. Now I want to watch it again just to hear. She's the voice of his BMW. He's not driving an Austin Martin in that movie. It's a BMW. I could just, but, but as Narinda, that's the voice I want. You know, like, where are my whitey tidies, Pierce? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Whitey, tidy whiteys. We've got the domino tournament that's supposed to be happening at the same time as the drag tournament. Yes. And though they keep talking about like the the seeding of the tournament and who gets to play who and everything. There seems to be only what three teams? Yes. The Bone Shufflers, Spotted Dicks. Guess whose team that is? Dickies. Yeah. And the Shufflers. The Bone Shufflers. Yeah, the Bone Shufflers. It <laughs> Narenda says, after she hears that Lois is dead, she says, I was going to have it out with her about the seating of the tournament. And Nigel says, but she's dead. And Narenda says, oh, any excuse for that woman? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, she died just to irritate me. <laughs> so there's a discussion of drag theory, basically, between Flirty McFlirty Pants and Evil Winter. And, and Winter. By the way, at least two people said in the survey that I need to say Winter. Yeah, because <laughs> you always had an S on it. Yep. So, which is great. I think that that is a great introduction for people that's not heavy-handed. Well, they use... The fact that Evelyn is, a, a, she's a typical woman, a cis woman, but she does drag, yep. right? Which people will go, huh? And they use that as a way to provide just a little bit of background on drag so that if you're not familiar with it, you get a little information and so you I can get, understand. I got to tell you, if you have questions about drag, ask a drag queen because they'll tell you. Oh, yeah. They are some of the nicest people. Incredibly I've ever met. fun. Yeah. Incredibly fun. And then there's a disturbing comment about winter's <laughs> but. buttocks. <laughs> Being like coconuts. Coconuts are hairy and hard. Yeah. So you don't think that's a compliment? I on do his not butt? want buttocks that are hairy and hard. <laughs> the hairy part, no. But firm a firm butt is attractive. To most okay. people. Okay. And Winter is in shape. He is. He does a little sachet at the end that is beautiful. He has a fine body. Yes. 
a healthy body. Yeah. Hence why he was wet in the last episode. Yes. Um, but Evelyn's over the top with her flirtiness. I think she's supposed to be one of those women who use uses her flirting as kind of um um uh, defense. But I think also this is a play on men being overly flirty with women. Yeah, it's they, inverting. They do that. a couple of reversal scenes here, which I really like. I hate Dickie's sign. It says Dickie's on it. I don't like anything about him. No. He is, when he meets Barnaby, the first thing he does is critique the way he walks and tell him that yeah. he needs help and. Like, he, Though, he's he's not a particularly, he's not a good husband. He's not even a good boyfriend to Jill. He's basically just using her. Yeah. He, he's not a good domino player. I mean, he just, he's bad. He's a bad person. It's good Jill, by the way. Oh, sorry. Good Jill. I love how Barnaby just goes up to his practice and starts looking in the windows. Yeah. I'm like, what? If there was someone in there, that'd be really, really weird. Yeah, if he had a patient. Yeah. I would be weirded out by some guy peering in the window while I was getting my physio. So they check into this treatment center in Florida. Mm. And it checks out. It's real. And then Barnaby goes through a kind of little history of drag. He mentions Les Dawson and Paul O'Grady. Right. And Winter talks about RuPaul. Now you're going to say Winter? Yes. (laughs) And pause every time. Because I have to remember. Yeah, he mentions RuPaul. So who do you remember in drag first seeing as a kid or as a young person? Um, oh, oh, what's her name? The comedian. Dame Edna? Yeah. I think Dame Edna was probably the first. That was probably the first that I saw also. Who is fantastic. Yeah. Dame Edna is absolutely fantastic. Very funny. Uh, And then in the U.S., there was Flowers and Madam. Mm-hmm. And Madam was a puppet. Yes. Which was clearly in drag. Yes, a puppet in drag. <laughs> which, you know, you did what you did at the time. Yeah. Like the fact what Paul Lynn got away with in Hollywood in the 50s and 60s is kind of unbelievable when yeah. you watch it now. Because he is a contemporary way he- homosexual ahead of his time. character. Yeah, way ahead of his time. And way ahead of his time. And then for me, really in the 80s, it was Divine and the movies of John Waters. Yeah. And they really showed me that there was more under the sun than I could conceive of. Uh-huh. And that everybody was having a good time. Yeah. And I am a... Staunch supporter and defender of Divine. I think that uh, she was fantastic. It was sad when she passed on. And anything that is Divine related, I will absolutely support. Because I think she taught me to be more of who I was. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, would you say Elvira is a woman in drag? It comes pretty close. And the fact that uh, Cassandra Peterson has come out as a lesbian also kind of adds to that situation. She certainly was beloved by drag queens. Mm -hmm. And I I would add her in that really uh, her and Divine were really those predominant, over-the-top, draggy people of the 80s. Yeah. So let's talk about Olivia. No, wait. I have an annual review. Can you do my annual review? No, I'm going to dodge it because I'm irresponsible and I'm your boss. 
We Midsummer is great at these little killer cam moments, right? Throughout an episode where we see something from the perspective of the killer or we get to see some obscured ver- view. When done right, they're so creepy yes. and so interesting. Like it perks your interest. But the fact that somebody with gloves is stacking up dominoes in a row and knocking them down poorly is it just doesn't work. I don't understand why Olivia is doing that. Is it part of her thought process? Is it her gloating? Like, I set him up and I knock him down. Maybe. I knock down Louise. And I'm going to implicate everybody by dressing the body in bad drag and putting dominoes on her eyes. It's, it's just the whole thing is wrong and weird and bad. And I, I almost could deal without the mystery of this episode if they left Gajil and... The- Rocco in. Yeah, yeah. Olivia and her killings yeah. are not the best plot line. I'll tell you what frankly, is. Because frankly, she's just nuts. Yes. <laughs> and you know somebody's nuts, especially a woman. You know somebody's a crazy woman in Midsummer when they're overly friendly and really enthusiastic. As soon as she introduces herself to Barnaby in front of the espresso and Prosecco booth, which I, I wish knew. we had access to, yep. by the way. Thank I you very much. I want to go there. Um, I would gladly buy everything they have. Um, she's like, hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm like, hi, you're the killer. I'm the killer. I'm Olivia Dent. Killer. We knew. We both looked at each other at that moment. We watched it the first time and went, killer. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes on and everything she says, I'm just like... Killer, 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 You're killer. You're the killer. Meanwhile, Coffee Hipster is in the background. Did you notice him? Yes. Tweed guy? Yep. Yeah. He's not the best person. Oh, no. At Espresso no, no, Prosecco. No. I, I, I found someone later and showed to Shara, Sarah, and she was like, oh, yes, we must talk about her. <laughs> yeah. Do you even care about the trolling that's going on? No, and I don't care about the father-daughter thing. I care about Sean doing his thing and being successful on stage. I don't care about Chantel doubting whether he could do it. And at the very end, it's a nice scene where he says, Mom didn't leave because of that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But I don't like the buildup to it. I think he's a fantastic drag queen yep he tells some good jokes yep and he looks like a cartoon yes which is great his his head is perfectly square (laughs) how i support your cross-dressing at home okay that's not the point what yeah (laughs) the only thing i found interesting about the trolling thing is that they find out that it's coming from rocco's phone Mm -hmm. so they go and talk to rocco and he says i lost my phone yeah and now I have a new one. How do you lose your phone if you never get to leave the house? I don't know. And he loses it in the episode, too. Like, in his room? I he guess lost it? She's like, no. I don't know where it is. You didn't keep a check on it. This is another role for Nigel, by the way, because he says he was Aguchik. Yes, Twelfth Night. Second role. <laughs> he also quotes Prospero. So he was in The Tempest. Yes. So that's Hamlet, Twelfth Night. And The Tempest. Scary texts get sent to uh, scary people with scary things in them. Mm-hmm. And Chantel rips her shirt. Yes. Sneaking in to see Rocco. Because his mother is the worst. Yes. Oh. So we need to talk about this. And this is a good point to talk about this. Throughout my notes on the rewatching of this episode that I did yesterday, I spent a lot of time saying, why are they setting her up to be a faking mom his who's faking his illness? <laughs> 
And I have a couple of notes about this. And then we got to the scene where it's revealed that she has faked his illness. And I remember that I must have been asleep. (laughs) (laughs) That maybe you dozed off when you were watching it? This episode came out on the 3rd of January. We had gone through the holy hell holiday of hell. Merry crisis. Merry crisis. And I think it was, we had started getting up earlier in preparation for the the new semester. And I think I just fell asleep. And didn't know it because you you made notes. Because I was like, this is a new scene. I don't remember (laughs) this. I don't remember this. So I'll I'll give you a little indication when I feel I fell asleep because <laughs> I remember certain things and I know where I woke up, which I wonder, <laughs> there's a comment on the, the writing of this episode because when I woke up, I was like, huh. That's what happened. I figured. So clearly, I, I was not surprised by what I was seeing. Yeah. So Malik gets a text trying to blackmail him, uh, leading him out into the woods, and he almost gets hit by a bus. I I love a van. I love that Malik dresses for the occasion in his little striped shirt and his little beret. What should I wear to our secret To my blackmailing. Our secret blackmail rendezvous, a little leather beret. I should look French to be blackmailed. (laughs) So Barnaby types in... Drag queens into... <laughs> great search. Into the great search. Did GR, you, the number eight. Did you see what came up? Apparently it was just an image search he was doing. Drag queen performances in, in Midsummer, makeup tutorials, drag queens in a pride parade, drag queen party, and drag queen, drag queen binge. <laughs> okay. But more importantly... Why are Betty and Patty in raincoats when it is sunny outside? The sun is streaming through the windows. I don't know, but that dog looks adorable. So adorable. (laughs) I sent Sarah a video of Frenchie in a baseball cap. It may be the most adorable dog accessory (laughs) of all time. So they have to go to, uh, to Evelyn's house to see Malik. Yeah. The morning after he was almost run down. Okay. The days of this, the first day where the murder happened. Goes on for goes a long on time. For 90% of the episode. Yeah. And then the next day is the drag show. There, there's so many things that are weird about the days here. So I'm just like anyone who was almost run over and had, had hit their head on a rock would take a day. Well, he doesn't have a day to take. And when they're at Evelyn's house, it's 20 after 8. There's a clock on the wall. I know. Barnaby has done the school run. Yep. Apparently taken Patty to a place where it's going to rain. Yep. And then gone to Evelyn's. Yes. Right? Because Winter shows up and says that Malik was almost hit. Yes. There's a lot of craziness in Evelyn's house. There's a lot of mismatch things going There's on, which are fine. It's, bad board games. And and. Bad board games. Like really bad board games. They've got like Monopoly. Like I'm a total. Junior Scrabble. I'm a board game snob. I freely admit this. Okay. But they need an upgrade of their board games. Yes. But then from there, they go see the Bellamy's again. Which are always fantastic. And we get to see the inside of their house. Yes. Which is completely festooned with photos of Nigel's former roles in the theater. I do have a question about their house, though. What? Why is there a horse trailer in the front? I don't know. 
Who knows what Narenda's <laughs> up to? Maybe that's where she keeps her underwear. Maybe. The underwear that hasn't been stolen at, at Lois's laundry. I love the CCTV footage of her breaking into <laughs> Lois's. She just stands with her back to the door and kicks it. Dude, 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 don't look at me. She's oh, completely non-apologetic. And she talks about underwear here and mentions long johns. Well, she says her pants, her long johns, her nip slip, her reg, her reg grundies. <laughs> She's got all the slang for underwear. Yep. The, the fact that Brits call underwear pants has always confused me. It's a weird thing. Because when we say pants, we mean outerwear. Yes. And when they say pants, they, they mean Underwear. Underwear. And I'm sure that's... To use a word that's going to make everybody cringe, they mean panties. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know why she calls them Reg Grundies? No. That's that's a play on... Undies. An Australian... um, No, well, yeah. An Australian broadcaster whose name is Reginald Grundy. Oh, okay. So some people call them Reggies. Okay. Or Grundies. Okay. Or Reg Grundies, like she does. Knickers, kecks, skivvies, yep. smalls. My favorite thing I learned today, though, about underwear slang yeah. is singlet. Do you know what a singlet is? Isn't that like a whole piece of underwear that you wear that's like a shirt and a bottom? Like a wrestler wears? Yeah. Yeah, that's one kind of singlet. Okay. But in a lot of places in the world, a singlet is a man's tank top, an undershirt. But do you know why it's called a singlet? No. It's because it's made out of a single layer of fabric. Oh. Because there is such a thing as a doublet. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Doublet, like what Elizabethan men wore, made out of two layers of fabric. Which went over top of their singlet. Yes. So you put on your singlet and then you wear your doublet over it. And then you're triple dressed. Now you know. I I could not find out why it's called a tank top. Why we refer to those as tank tops, unless it's a military thing. Maybe. Because maybe they wore them in tanks. Because they're hot. Maybe. We see another role here of Hamlet, which we have a picture of. So we've got Hamlet, Twelfth Night, The Tempest. We know Romeo and Juliet because Olivia wants to reprise that. Yep. The most surprising one that I saw in the house was Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia and... There's also a man from La Mancha. There's a oh, I missed that one. Yeah, there's a uh, uh, Don Quixote. He has the big mustache and everything. Well, Nigel clearly had fun in those photo shoots. Oh. Though <laughs> there is one shot of him holding the skull as Hamlet, where he's got it next to him, going I, like with the skull. I, I got a shot of it. I we'll gotta think the- that Nigel does has fun with every single <laughs> yes. thing he does. <laughs> It's great. When Narenda takes her laundry to suds, zips, and zaps, Yep. every time she gets it back, some of her underwear is missing. Why is it missing? Because Evelyn has been stealing it. Yeah. To take the elastic off of it to put in her drag dress. Yes. Why? Can't you just buy some elastic? Yeah. It's... It's Why weird. would you want to take elastic off of an old lady's dirty underwear no. when you could just buy some elastic? Plus, uh, that's upcycling gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's really bad. No way. I got to say, for a few months when I lived in Toronto, just before I moved out, I had my laundry done on a regular basis. It was quite nice. They picked <laughs> it up outside the house and they brought it back in the morning, in the next day. Did they fold your underwear? They folded my underwear. <laughs> All I had to do was put it away. It was quite nice. That is nice. I didn't have a washer and dryer, so it's not like I... You're just being lazy. was being lazy. I didn't have a washer and dryer. Free Prosecco to the Green Punk. 
Mm-hmm. Couple of ju- so this is the night of the drag event. Yes. It's a windy night. <laughs> Malik's walk is iconic. Yep. The way he puts he puts his hands behind his back and swishes them back and forth as he walks. I can't even do it. I tried. I tried yeah. to do the Malik walk. But after he gives Winter the bucket and says, you know, can you raise some money tonight and walks away, he's got a strut that doesn't stop. Nope. It's impressive. And a big old pink wig. I but, love that wig. But I, I got to tell you, I'm enamored by everything else in that scene. I know. She looks beautiful. Yes. She absolutely looks beautiful. But first of all, who is that other woman handing out the Prosecco? Just to help her. Just a helper? Yeah. Then Dickie shows up with his backup band, the white guys. Dickie and the white guys. <laughs> but... I know it's windy because... <laughs> oh my gosh, this poor background artist. There's a table there where with two people sitting at it under an umbrella. They're just... They're just background players. And she has a beautiful rainbow dress on. Yeah, colorful sundress. And she's holding a A pamphlet. (laughs) Which gets blown right into her face. (laughs) And it's total surprise. She was not expecting it. It's like it attacks her. It it adheres to her face. And she goes, oh! She is fantastic background acting. She's... Yeah, fantastic for us. Yeah. Uh, In terms of quality background acting, not so much because she gets attacked by a pamphlet. (laughs) Miss, if you're out there, please contact. Good job. (laughs) You did such a good job. That that pamphlet, it it was bad. It was mean. It's unfortunate because she's probably sitting at home going, "I hope nobody noticed the pamphlet." She doesn't know about us. Oh, no. (laughs) And the screenshot that it took me like 10 minutes to get of the exact moment where it slaps her in the face. Which will appear in this week's reel. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So there's all kinds of blackmail going on in this episode, right? Because of infidelity. So Narinda is blackmailing Malik, who is blackmailing Dickie. Then there's the whole Lois and Gajil's husband. And then there's Gajil and Dickie. Yep. And... (laughs) And none of it really matters. No. None of it. None of it really matters. I have... Like, Olivia doesn't try to kill Gajil. No. Which is not easy to say. <laughs> for sleeping with her husband. She doesn't kill Gajil. She doesn't kill Gajil. She wants to kill <laughs> um, people who are going to take Nigel away. So she, she yeah. kills Evelyn... Because Evelyn's dad is a big producer and has agreed to fund a production of Romeo and Juliet with Nigel in it. Yeah. It's so, it's like, why aren't you upset at the people you should be upset with? Yeah. Like, why are you being so nice to Dickie when he, he's the worst person in your life? And you're like, whatever, I don't care about that. I'm yeah. going to kill this woman like, who has an she, underwear she dress. Should be killing, she should be killing Dickie first. Is Evelyn's dress eels or snakes? Eels. They say eels. Oh, so they're, they're electric eels. They're undie eels is what they they're are then. Undie, electric undie, undie eels, eels. Yes. Which is the name of the episode. <laughs> Like, they're knicker eels. Yes. So the whole drag show happens, and it's fantastic, especially the song in which Malik sings. It's an original song. Yep. And she's actually singing it. Just great. And then in the middle of it, 
because the dominoes is on, you think the dominoes and the drag show is separate, but no. <laughs> no, Nigel's going back and forth, which is my favorite scene in the episode. When he runs upstairs or wherever next door, still dressed in full drag, turns the chair around, straddles it, plays dominoes after a big swig of beer. <laughs> what that scene in that pub reminded me of... <laughs> So this is the weird world of Sarah and Mark. We watched a documentary. It wasn't a long documentary. It was about 20 minutes on the world's best tiddlywinks player. Yes, tiddlywinks. You're right. You're right. Who took tiddlywinks really Oh my gosh, seriously. so seriously. I'll put a link in the show notes to that YouTube video of the world's tiddlywink championship. But it kind of feels like this domino night. Yes, yes. That's my boy. The song that um, Malik sings, by the way, is All I Wanted Was a Man Called You. Yes. And Winter has such a good sense of humor about it. Winter gets pushed outside because he's trying to find out on the phone about Malik. Yeah. And I'm, I've am i created a new term. Mm. My term is mystery foul. Okay. If you go, uh, if a plot point turns on cell phone or cell reception or not being here, able to hear you on a cell phone, it is now a mystery foul. You call foul on that. Yeah. I agree with that. It, it Along with last week, our discussion of, I went for a long walk to think about things by myself. Mm-hmm. That is also mystery foul. He finds out that Malik has been withholding some information about why he left London. Yeah. But we also find out that the clinic in Florida has never heard of Rocco. Yes. Something is To which foul. I was like, see? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you were being real smart at that point when you were rewatching it? (sighs) Rocco takes two medications. Barnaby picks the bottles up. Yep. Dapsone and Levodopa. Did you look them up? Yep. So Dapsone is to treat Hansen's disease, which is leprosy. Yeah. And Levodopa is for Parkinson's. Yeah. Not anemia, which his mother says he has. Due to leukemia. I don't think he even has anemia. No, I don't eat. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Wait a minute, he's, there's another scene? <laughs> except he's taking medications. Did I fall asleep again? <laughs> he's taking medications that he shouldn't be taking. Yes. Now, I looked into these medicines to make sure they were real. They yep. are real medications. And I wanted to see if they would actually make Rocco feel the way he seems to be feeling. He's weak. He's dizzy. He's pale. I have a note that says, Bubble Rocco gets winded. <laughs> Because he's Bubble Boy. Because he's Bubble Boy. One of the common but often uh, not often discussed side effects. So it's a common side effect, but people don't talk about it, of Levodopa is hypersexuality. Oh, so maybe that's why the girlfriend was coming in through the window. <laughs> that would change the episode, wouldn't it? Well, gee, Gajil, maybe you shouldn't be giving him that medicine. Maybe she's taking it in Dickie's van. Yeah. Where is she getting those medications? I don't know. Dickie's dick van. <laughs> the van that he bought just to run over Malik. <laughs> It's it's Dickie's death van there's, is what it is. There's some problems here. I, I was going to fix it up as a, as a hobby. Yeah. What? What? Were you going to do physio in a van now? 
Dickie's physio deaf fan? <sighs> he claims that he was planning on going to Florida too, but not. No, I don't think he was no. ever going to Florida. I don't, I don't think so either. The fact that Gajil never let Rocco talk to the doctor or hear the doctor talk about his case. I mean, that's suspicious. But what really drives it home is when he collapses and she won't let the ambulance take him. Yes. That so, is so sus. I remember that scene. And I remember going to Nigel's house with his mom, where his mom sticks up for him mm-hmm. because he's... He's scared. Of, she's she's like you're you're the, better than this. You're you know you could do more than backroom shows. And he's like no. And now we've reached the point where Mark clearly is asleep. Because <laughs> I don't remember anything else in this episode until she's has a knife against Nigel in the woods. Olivia and Nigel are in the woods, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you kind of, you missed some stuff on your first watch. So these scenes were kind of new to me. (laughs) Yeah, so Gajil gets confronted and arrested, as she should. Yes. Now there's nobody to run the pub, event room, club, restaurant, kitchen. Who is running the pub now? Poor Rocco's like, I'm going to stop taking this medicine, become incredibly well right overnight, and... I'll run everything. More creepy dominoes. <sighs> we missed, we skipped one thing that um, was in our watch like a maniac, which was the name for underwear that Narenda mentions that isn't rhyming slang, unlike the other things, which are long johns. Yes. And the question was about who, who made them, and they were manufactured uh, in Derbyshire, England, um, at John Smedley's uh, mill in Maddock. Yep. But they're actually not named after John Smedley. Oh, they're not? No, they're named after a heavyweight boxer at the time called John L. Sullivan. Oh. And he wore a singlet. Okay. That everybody said, oh, that's a long John. Oh, okay. And And so when they started to make the long underwear, they called them long Johns. Excellent. That's where it comes from. Creepy domino lady gets a knife. hmm, This scene bothers me. She's like... I'm going to kill you because I like you and I want to do Romeo and Juliet and you want to do drag and ah. And then he's like, shall I compare these to a summer's day? And she's like, what? She's completely <laughs> loony, McToon. I All love he how- has to do is quote Shakespeare. And she's like, what? I love how she goes, you flirted with me. And he says, I flirt with everybody. everybody. <laughs> yes. He, he is Nigel to the end. <laughs> Shakespeare saves everybody. Yeah, yeah. And the the scene... And, and I have, and scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> it kind of ends abruptly. Yeah, as soon as they disarm her, it's like, and you know, all the other stuff happens. Anyway, later at yes. the pub in the beer garden, Malik and Nigel are talking. There's a really lovely scene there. There's a lovely moment where he says, essentially, I'm straight. But it means that he's open to some sort of relationship with her friendship or friendship with benefits or something beyond. It doesn't matter. He's with her. They're going to be friends. Yeah. And they got each other's backs. They do. Which is what's most important. And that gives him the strength to return to his community. I got a chuckle out of Winter and Barnaby walking in and waving and Malik and Nigel going, oh, hi. And then they realize they're waving at Sarah and Fleur behind them. (laughs) That's totally nice. Yeah. That that kind of thing happens in real life. And apparently Winter got a review, though it doesn't sound like it was a very useful one. No, I don't think so. 
My last note is, who's running the pub? <laughs> <laughs> it's that girl who was serving Prosecco. She's oh, in charge of the whole okay. place. Okay, she's in charge of the whole place. Yeah. So Ophelia has a somewhat okay, Ophelia Crotchet is a somewhat okay drag name. Yes. But most drag stars have over-the-top amazing names. So, and we had some names in the mini for us. Yeah, but I wanted to find a few examples these are the best ones of the ones I found. Are okay. you ready for this? Yep. Barbara Seville. Nice. I am the Barbara of oh, Seville. Seville. That's so nice. Chaka Convict. Chaka Convict. <laughs> Fibonacci Sequins. Oh, that's also, these are all so good. Helena Handbasket. Helena Handbasket. Lois Common Denominator. Nice. <laughs> Greta Spectations. And and all of these are so fun. Mabel Syrup. I like Mabel. Marsha de Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one though, Karen from Finance. Karen from Finance. <laughs> right on, Karen. I don't know. Fib- Fibonacci sequence comes up a uh, close second. It's pretty good. So Best Corpse. Best Corpse, we got two. We have the poorly dressed dominoes over her eyes, shoes still in her temple, Lois. And Evelyn in her underwear eel dress impaled on the light fixture. I just think the Evelyn one is better to look at. It's I got to give it to, yeah, I got to give it to Evelyn because she's upright and it's supposed to look like she's got light bulbs protruding through her. Yeah. And her dress is still lit up. Yeah. Yeah, I give it to Evelyn. But how. It happened where there's a lot of hand waving there. You don't really know. The lights go out and then she's she's dead. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait a minute. My cell phone's not working. Mystery foul. After the credits. A segment that you guys love, apparently. Gajil's going to jail. <laughs> Gajil is going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Because not only has she taken money for a charity that isn't real, right? That's fraud. Yeah. She's clearly got medication she has no right to have. She's mistreated her child. Yeah. Which is against the law, too. Um, well, she's going to lose him. Yeah. I have to think even at 16, he's going into care for a couple of years. Yeah. He's probably going to be relieved. Yeah. And he gets to get out of his room. And go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I can go pee anytime I want and not pee in this bottle anymore. So who knows who's going to run the pub? Dickie lost a girlfriend and a wife, and I don't think he's upset about either. Nah, I think he's like, come on, white guys, let's go to a bar and find some chicky bays. Yeah, I'm going to ride my bike. And Nigel and Narinda are going to keep on having fun. Yep, and his mom. I don't think Narinda's going to go to jail because she broke into the business owned by a dead woman. Yeah, I don't think so either. The dead woman is not there to press charges. I don't know who's going to take over Sips, zaps, zibs, or whatever. And I it's think called. Malik's going to join in that crazy menagerie and take care of things. Mm-hmm. Malik is played by Felix Kai, who I got really curious about because I've never seen him in anything else. And I just think he's so talented. He's a great singer, does the drag really well. Fantastic and he's a good actor. In this episode, I went, I looked at all of his Instagram and his degrees, and I think we're going to end up seeing Felix more. Okay, that's because, good. Because clearly he's a very good actor. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. So that is Dressed to Kill, season 23, episode four. We have no idea when we will get the last two episodes of season 23, but when or we do. Or what they are. No, but when we do, 
Midsummer Maniacs, we'll be back to cover them. And we will cover them in the same way. We'll do minis on the episodes and then cover them as full episodes. But in the meantime, starting the 20th of February, we will be covering season one of Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah, just the first season. Yep. We're not going all Murdoch all the time or anything like that. But we're going to have lots of fun with it. And should Midsummer Mysteries come out while we're doing that, we'll pause Murdoch. Midsummer always takes precedent. Midsummer will always be at the top of our list. Yes. And you guys seem to think that that's the way to do it. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much again for filling out the survey. I cannot believe the response we got in terms of how many surveys went out. And uh, the the love that we got was just fantastic it was really touching and it's mutual yes maniacs. absolutely we love you and you can find us mystery maniacs on facebook twitter instagram and email as well as that youtube thing please please <laughs> if you haven't please already. shut me up <laughs> by i'm tired of hearing about it now um everything's going to continue on the way it was yeah. everybody seems to like it the way it is and really likes the reels. So we'll continue those reels on Instagram. Yeah. And you with the screenshots yeah. so that you can get with a reminder. Murdoch too. Yeah, we'll so do them there. Absolutely. Too. Can't think of anything else. We'll other be back than on. Don't fall asleep while we're, you're watching the episodes. We'll or, be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to take two weeks off and we'll be back on February 20th because we need a break. Until then. Keep an eye on your underwear so that nobody steals the elastic from them. Though that may explain some of my underwear. Yeah. Maybe somebody's just stealing the elastic. <laughs> don't call them pants or panties. Just don't call them. I'm going to call them Grundies from call, now on. Call them Grundies. <laughs> Bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. I can't believe I said panties. (laughs) Like three times.